Welcome to Ono, Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. I'm just kidding. This is Carrie Poppy. Ross is not with me today. So we are both practicing social distancing as responsible members of society. This episode's just going to be me and our guest. And Ross is off rush editing the episode you got last week, the the huge coronavirus massive episode that we hope you all enjoyed. While he was off making that, I was off making this because we knew this was a really important time to talk about uh, cures, real cures, fake cures, real treatments, faux treatments. And there's a lot of treatments out there. Even for coronavirus, there are people who say that they can treat coronavirus in ways that buck against our understanding of the science. So I wanted to better understand uh, those perspectives, and that led me to a medical intuitive named Kimberly Meredith. Now, Kimberly was at the Conscious Life Expo when Ross and I were there. Uh, We didn't get to talk to her then, but I did stop by her booth and ended up on her mailing list, which is how I found out that she had written an ebook about coronavirus. I bought that ebook and sort of went on a little adventure, finding out a little more about Kimberly uh, and about her claims, and invited her on the show to chat. Um, So that's what you're going to hear here. Before you do, I just want to kind of give you a little peek into my headspace as I was doing this interview and preparing for this interview. Something that I've been thinking about a lot, uh, especially during this outbreak, but also just in the last couple of years, is uh, storytelling and how it works. Uh, It's easiest to tell a story when there is a clear villain and a clear victim. Those are our favorite kinds of stories. They are the easiest to sink our teeth into. All you have to do is get rid of the bad guy. I think in an outbreak, especially a, a viral outbreak, we realize how oversimplified that kind of story is. Um, There are people behaving badly when uh, there's a viral outbreak, but there isn't one bad guy, unless you believe it was created in a lab somewhere, which it wasn't. Um, The virus, of course, has no intention of hurting you. It just evolved like you did. And yet it can do this tremendous harm. And I think that there are impulses in the human mind that are the same way, that evolved uh, for neutral ends, but end up being super, super harmful. Um, I think that's what we're dealing with a bit in bad treatments for coronavirus, bad treatments for anything. Uh, It also is the case that sometimes we have good motives, but bad information and Good motives and bad information can still be a deadly combination, and I think that's what's happening here. I think Kimberly is sincere. I think she's deadly wrong. You'll see why. Dan Ariely, who is a psychological expert in lying and deception, he wrote a great book called The Honest Truth About Dishonesty, and one of the big things I learned from it was that dishonesty increases the most when we think we are being altruistic. 
Yes, people lie for personal gain. That's absolutely true. People lie for monetary gain. Also true. People lie to win arguments. Also true. The biggest, most powerful factor to make someone lie is that they believe they're doing it for a greater purpose. I just wanted to put that bug in your ear before you hear this conversation. Uh, I also want to apologize for the audio in this. We were talking via Skype because that's the safest way to talk right now. Here she is, Kimberly Meredith. I'm happy to have on the show with me Kimberly Meredith. She describes herself as a medical intuitive, a healer, psychic surgeon, radio host, former registered nurse, and author of the new ebook, Coronavirus 21 Tips for Protection. Kimberly is a trance channeler, she's a spiritual teacher, and she says she's the most scientifically validated medical intuitive. And this interview is especially timely and important. Because right now, as we're recording this, the world is looking for a solution to this deadly COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak. And because Kimberly offers diagnosis and healing of the viral infection and any other illness via her one-hour Skype sessions. So please welcome Kimberly Meredith. Thank you, Carrie. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, did I get all of that right? Uh, pretty much. I think so. Um, I have been tested in a lot of uh, different institutions with my medical mediumship, and it's been interesting doing all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really, really rare, right? That um, that a medical intuitive gets that sort of uh, backing from the scientific establishment. Yeah, um, I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you yeah, you say you're the most scientifically validated, so um, it's my perception that it's pretty rare. Is that not yours? Well. I, I can only go with what has happened to me because I wasn't doing this for very long. I started uh, doing my medical, finding out that I was a medical medium just only since 2014. Mm, okay. I was a medical medium before that. Sure. And so I, I, now I'm a medical medium. And <laughs> it happened because I had a near-death experience. And after the NDE, um, I became a trans channel. And after I started becoming a trans channel, I found out that I was um, having the gifts of medical mediumship, which is I have an unusual ability of scanning people with my hands and my eyes blink in different codes. And the code blinking um, gives me information of where things are in people's bodies that have cancer, different illnesses. And when that started to happen, the word got out to many people, including scientists and different doctors, which led me to to different institutions that wanted to test my abilities. And that led to double blind studies. And then they found out that I had these unique abilities of finding things that were correct and accurate in people's bodies. Mm. So tell us then about before the accident, before the near death experience, what was your life like then? A lot different than it is now. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, a unique life. You know, I I work in dimensions now, 3D to 5D. So I would say back then I was more of a third dimensional world, which is what we're seeing right now, which is very 3D. I worked in a hospital and I worked on television shows. Uh, I worked on Grey's Anatomy. I worked on General Hospital. I worked on Brothers and Sisters. I was called a medical technical advisor. Mm. And I would set up shows yeah. that looked like actual medical scenes were happening where people were having a cardiac arrest. I would work with directors. Make uh, things look real as possible. And I also worked in a hospital. So I would do double, double life like that. Oh, interesting. 
Yeah, so you have this nursing background, and then you moved from that more, uh, gosh, I don't even know what to call it, that more clinical field to this more spiritual angle. Before that transition, you were working as an RN? A registered I was nurse? Working, at, working in the hospital and working in various things. I came from, you know, God, all kinds of medical things I did. It was a CNA, LVN, and various types of nursing and oncology, gen- general floors, and all over the place. And then I went into doing medical technical advising on television shows. And then I got hit by a car on foot in mm-hmm. 2013 and ended up having a near-death experience. And then in the near-death experience, it led me into having these multiple healing abilities now that I have a full-blown practice in Encino, California. I do um, conventions and expos and and uh, healing on people now and helping them find out what's going on with them. So what happened during that near-death experience? I went to the other side and came back, and it was quite amazing. Yeah. What's it like? Um, well, I <laughs> saw visions of uh, Jesus and the Holy Spirit come through my body. Oh, wow. I left my body and I was envision- envisioned um, and seeing God, Christ uh, come, come through me and telling me that I was okay, I was going to stay here. And mm-hmm. it was very frightening was seeing myself outside of my body and seeing them working on me at the same time. Mm. I wasn't quite sure what what's happening. So it's like outside of your body and looking inside at the same time. And I was experiencing a lot of light going through my eyes. It was very traumatic, traumatic experience. Oh, I'm sure. If, if I understand correctly, you broke several vertebra, you came home with a wheelchair and a concussion. And were you in a wheelchair for a whole year? Actually, longer than that. Oh, wow. I actually rehabilitated at home for six six months in a wheelchair. When I came home from the hospital, I knew I wasn't who I was when I went in. Mm. I was transitioning into something else from there. I started blinking. And I had been blinking when I was a little girl, but it had left because it annoyed my mother. (laughs) But the blinking had appeared after I came home from the hospital. I didn't know at the time that I was a channel when the blinking started when I came home from the hospital. Mm. But I was pretty much done with the life that I had had before because I was very severely injured. The wheelchair still is in my home. Mm. I live my life every day right now even understanding that if I don't completely understand that the spirituality of understanding that I live my life day to day in prayer and in gratefulness of being healed by the Holy Spirit, by God, that I could end up right back in that chair. Oh, I see. Do do you feel like it was that belief, that faith that got you out of that wheelchair? Absolutely. Because when I came home, I was on lots of different medications. I was told that I couldn't hold my head up for more than four to five minutes without the collar on. And I was working with uh, laser machines, cold laser machines. I was working with my girlfriend who was an actress and also a nurse. And she was praying, doing Reiki energy on me. And we were in deep prayer every day. And I was um, trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. Because at that point, I was not in a place to really support myself. My fiance mm-hmm. at the time was um, moving out. Oh, okay. What a tough time. Good. <laughs> yeah. So basically, um, at that point, I was doing a lot of prayer to spirit, 
and uh, the blinking happened. And then all of a sudden I became, my voice started to change. I was starting to be different. I was turning into full blown trans channel. I don't know if you know about um, Abraham Hicks or mm -hmm. other yeah. channels. They sometimes had this happen. Well, I never heard of any of those people before. <laughs> I didn't know about anything about mediums or channels or I wasn't really in this type of stuff. I was really in more of the nursing and the, and the acting and, and the entertainment world and stuff like that. I loved God. I loved the, 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 the saints and I was raised Jewish and, and the Catholic community, stuff like that. But I didn't know about this stuff. And so I was really in for a big surprise. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so um, my understanding of channeling is that usually the individual on this earthly plane kind of goes into a fugue state and starts speaking in the voice of, of, of a spirit. So is that what happened with you? It did. And right now, if you were to see me, I am blinking different blinks. Like when you talk, one blink will go yes, the other blink goes no, both blinks will go yes. So I blink constantly in different codes. Blinking is going on all the time. And when it first started, my voice would change. I'd go into a deeper voice. I didn't want to do that. So I was like, that's not really how I want to be. Hmm. More of the blinking started coming in and more of the codes. And a friend of mine came over and I started working on him. I just kind of went to lay my hands on him to do a prayer. And all of a sudden I did a healing on him. It was very spontaneous. And then I said, did you ever have a hernia thing here? And he goes, I did. And that's when the whole medical mediumship came through. Ah, interesting. Okay. So now you scan the, you can scan anybody's whole body in like three and a half minutes, right? Sometimes even faster. Yeah. Oh, wow. It, it didn't, wasn't like that in the beginning. It was a lot slower. I was like, left eye, right eye, left eye, right eye. You know, this is like <laughs> that. And now it's like, I can just go like that. So like, and I could do it through Skyping. I can do it through radio shows. I could just do it like, you know, the more you do it, of course, it, it, it gets faster and better and you work out. It's like playing piano or being an actor. You know, more you do something, it's, it's a natural thing. It's just to get better at it. Yeah, of course. So I read, I think it was in your ebook that you've found that it's about as accurate as uh, an MRI or an x-ray. How did you test that? Well, I do it by people coming in and writing out on a sheet of paper exactly what is wrong with them. Mm -hmm. And I don't mm -hmm. look at anything and they come in and I actually find more things than the machines find, which I'm very annoying to people. I can be really, really annoying. And so I kind of just rip through the whole entire body and I'll say, oh, you have a cavity there or you've had this there or your aneurysm came from that little spot right there, you know, and I'll just go through every single little thing in the body and they'll say, oh my God, that's exactly what my, the machine said. That's exactly what the CAT scan said that I can find breast cancer right on a Skype machine. Uh, you know, when I'm Skyping you, I'll say, oh, there, something's right there on your left breast and they'll say I just had an mammogram and they didn't pick that up I'll say you got to go back and get an ultrasound they'll go back and get an ultrasound I find first stage breast cancer and so but also I did the double blind studies and they've done it through the um, thermography machines and ultrasound machines where they put people in I've scanned them before they go in I scan them after they come out and then I've done healings before they go in and healings before they come out but I do this it's not like I just do a couple clients per day I do maybe 30 clients per week Wow. And I find things a lot of these machines do not find. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned radio shows. Does that mean that you can do it without even seeing the person? I do have a lot of call-ins on radio shows. I do that too sometimes. Yeah. Could you scan me right now? Um, I would if you wanted to. 
uh, I wasn't prepared to do that today. But <laughs> I said, we were talking about coronavirus, but you know, I don't want to put you on the spot if it's something you have to prep for. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe at the end. Whatever you want to do. Okay. All right. Um, So what are some of the challenges of doing this kind of work? Does it ever not work? Or do people ever come back and complain that you didn't get anything right? Or is it just like it's been 100% successful? Um, I think it has to be to do with their faith. I mean, there's 100% successful with scanning people in my office or 100% successful with the healing. Uh, Oh, tell me both. I think with scanning somebody, um, you know, my medical intuitive mediumship, I think I'm pretty accurate with with scanning people that come in the office or scanning people on Skype. I very rarely have missed something. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that with healing somebody, my healing is pretty, pretty great with with dissolving tumors and 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 glands and, and, you know, I have a lot of great success. But I think that it's not me. It's the divine doing it. You have to be all the way in with the fifth dimension, all the way in with your spirituality. Oh, okay. Well, what does that mean? Uh, that means that you're going into another dimension when you're having a healing. Uh, okay. Okay. So then if you do a scan and someone uh, – or you do a healing rather and then somebody uh, doesn't experience healing or gets sick later, um, is that an indication then that they maybe didn't have that same level of faith? Um, no, maybe they need to come back again, or maybe they just weren't all the way in with the energy of Mm -hmm. spirit, or maybe it's not their time to be healed. Mm -hmm. Um, most people, when they have a tumor disappear in front of their eyes and they've gone in, so we're in a third dimensional frequency in order to have a healing through the Christ light, through the energy. I don't know if you're understanding what fifth dimension is or third dimension. We're living in a third dimensional world right now. Right. In a lower frequency. Um, When we move into a fifth dimensional frequency, so when I am healed, I'm in a fifth dimensional frequency where diseases and suffering is a third dimensional frequency. Right. So my understanding is third, third dimension is sort of the corporeal world we're all familiar with. Uh, fifth dimension is a sort of um, spiritual advanced state. And then fourth is you're kind of getting a glimpse of that uh, spiritual state, but you're not quite all the way there. Is that right? Right. When somebody can do something like me, where I have a paranormal ability or like Jesus, there's many people that can do things that are amazingly gifted. We all have the ability to do these things. We are awakening. We're going into the ascension. Um, even though it looks really grim right now, with what's happening to our world, they can't figure out all these things. We can figure out these things. We can come up with a cure. We just have to open up our third eye, our intuition, the, the awakening, the, the dimensional, fifth dimensional frequency, and we can be healed. People need to be guided into that. So what I'm saying is when I have people on my table or when I'm at a convention, people know how to get into that frequency. We just have, it's sort of the Harry Potter frequency. <laughs> We can get there. Like me, for instance, I shouldn't be where I'm at right now. I shouldn't be able to walk around, do all these things. On the paper work, I should be in a wheelchair. But I go into that frequency and then I'm healed. Mm. So when people are willing to let me guide them in that frequency, then they're healed. So like I had a lady who had four-stage breast cancer and they told her she was going to die. And I did a healing on her and she told the doctors, I am healed. I had a healing And I am healed. 
I take my, I've got my nutritional plan. I take my, my, my probiotics. I do all this stuff. I'm healed. And they're like, no, you're not. Yes, I am. I am healed. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I am healed. So basically she healed herself through going into the, the Harry Potter world, going, I'm just calling it that, <laughs> bringing that dimension. And I know you understand what I'm saying. She willed it and it happened. We dissolved a lot of the nodes under her arm. She still had to have the surgery, oh. but we did so much for her that wouldn't have happened. I'm even getting chills right now because I just love and adore her so much. And she willed it and it was so much better than it, what, what it what, would have been. Oh, I see. So she wasn't completely like, the cancer wasn't completely abolished, but it was it was sort of mitigated. Absolutely. And then I find I find people that are completely diminished of the tumors. Mm. If you go on my YouTube, you'll see many women have tumors and I've taken my breast tumors completely off of me. So there's nothing harmful of bringing in the spirit of God and praying. Sure. Okay, well, you mentioned coronavirus. So let's, uh, let's talk about that. I mean, everyone is so, so scared of that right now. And for good reason. Um, and I, I know that there's sort of differing opinions and different spiritual communities about what this is, how it came to be. You do believe it's a virus, a contagious uh, pathogen, if you will, and that it came from animals, right? Well, I only believe what my eyes blink, and I only go with what my guides say. So if you ask me questions on it, I will tell you what they say. <laughs> so oh, I only go, I know I'm a little odd. <laughs> I will only go with what they're saying to to me, to you, you know, so you can ask me a question and I'll relay the answer to you. Okay. Um, Kimberly's guides. Corona. <laughs> is the coronavirus, is it an actual virus that uh, originated in animals and now has infected humans? I'm getting, you know, I'm getting three blinks times three, which is, you know, actually confirming that. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, it's a 5G attack. You know, it's like all this other stuff going on. Definitely, I do get that it is found in small the small animals, and 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 I do feel that it, it it's many as you know, it's a coronavirus, um, but it is m many viruses now, and there's many different kinds happening, and there's some that are more mild, and some more absolutely definitely severe, and definitely going into as we know res respiratory deep respiratory and pneumonia, mm -hmm. and some that we mm -hmm. know that can be healed faster. And some we know that um, are not affecting children, and we know that. And we know that it's it can be in you, right? It can be dormant, and we know that it can be up to several weeks before it even comes out. So go ahead and ask okay. some more questions. <laughs> okay. Um, so then what do you think about the, uh, the fear level in the culture right now? Do you think that's in proportion to the risk, or do you think people are sort of overreacting? What do you think about that? They're saying no. Uh, sorry, they're saying no, people are not overreacting. Okay, so ask the question again. Okay. Are people overreacting to the coronavirus? I think there's a situation going on where we do because of the, you know, because I have a lot of friends in nursing and a lot of, you know, things. I think that there's two things happening. I think that we need to calm down and get a lot of good knowledge I think that the CDC, Center for Disease Control Prevention, and the World Health Organization are good places to get knowledge. I think that's really important that we get the right information. Mm. And I think that there is some information out there, and I'm getting chills, 
that we're getting that's causing it to get get more fearful. So we need to make sure we get the, the, the right information and not information that causes us to go into more panic. Mm. I don't know if that answers your question correctly. Yeah, it does. I mean, that sounds to me like uh, we it's okay to be afraid as long as you're using that fear in order to be cautious and seek out good, reputable sources of information. And you would say, the, like the World Health Organization or the CDC, those are uh, entities we can trust. Absolutely. Those two, absolutely, you, you can trust. And that understanding that I get from my guides, that this is going to get better. And I do see it clearing and calming down towards the months we had to, um, and I don't want somebody coming back at me going, you said that, um, towards, towards the summer. This this energy I call it an energy gets better in the in the in the in the sun. Yeah. So I saw that there was a study released yesterday that said they had updated their understanding of how long the virus could live on surfaces. That yes. it it might stay as much as like forty hours on some surfaces, which is you know terrifying. It can stay on a surface like copper or wood or steel uh, for up to, you know, I say it's even longer than that. I, I, I mean, I think it's even longer than that it can stay. And I think if you go outside, if you're, you know, in the air, I, I think in, in the air, you know, they say six feet away from somebody. I, I think um, basically um, – it could stay on a surface up to, they're saying, how how long? I think the upper end was 40 hours. Oh, that was really long because I was thinking on a, on a surface it says it, it could be like three hours. Yeah, three hours was the old estimate and then they updated it yesterday. Yeah, so I, you know, in the air, if you're away from someone, like if you're at a park and you're like clearly like really like a mile or two away and you're walking around, I don't really feel they're mm -hmm. giving me a negative link that you'd probably be okay. The thing that I do feel is that staying in closed areas where your upper respiratory is not getting any fresh, you know, you're locked in like a small space, that is not good. Sure. And that would match up with sort of the conventional scientific point of view as well. Yeah. So um, you said on one of your Facebook videos, you said you can tell if someone has the virus or not um, with your with your blinking. So have you talked to anybody via Skype who did, in fact, have coronavirus? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> the scans I've done so far, how I do it is I wave my hand over their body and I would blink immediately on their lungs and I would get a negative link around the lung area and it would go off probably like fire. When I know someone has cancer, I get hot flashes. Okay. And my eyes go like that really fast. When I know someone has pneumonia and when I know someone has a respiratory infection, I get a really fast right eye blink and hot flashes again. So I would assume I haven't got coronavirus yet mm -hmm. and I don't want to get it, but I would assume that that would be a big, you know, hit for me that somebody would have to go get um, the swipe test. And then we know now that if it does come out positive, I think they said that now you have to get two swipes to make sure that you're clear. Oh, okay. But you can also do a, a healing via Skype. So what's the order of operations there if you do have coronavirus? Absolutely. I would do a healing and then I would go ahead and put you on 
my supplemental program, I would attack it like I would attack cancer. Okay. Because I feel people are more apt to getting this. Of course, if they're, you know, you don't want to go out walking around in the crowds and stuff like that. But like they say, diabetes, heart. But I also feel they're blinking no. I also feel if you have a low immune system. Mm. If you have a low, low immune system, you would be more susceptible, you're saying? Absolutely. And stressed out, a low immune system. Like you really need to keep boosting your immune system right now. It's mm. very important. Mm. Not drinking. Of course, we shouldn't drink tap water anyway. But ba- making sure that we are keeping ourselves hydrated. You know, we have to make sure we're getting probiotics. But I know it's slim right now for getting things that... The Inner Echo Probiotic is one of my favorite probiotics, and it is really an amazing probiotic. Oh, nice. I think I heard you mention that before. It's coconut flavored, right? Cute. You know my things I like. Yeah. So the Inner Echo Probiotic is a really amazing probiotic. It helps a lot of my severely immune-suppressed clients. Nikki is the sponsor of it, and she says it's like a teaspoon or something of it, but I tell my clients to take like a shot of it to boost your immune system. And also vitamin D is very important since we're stuck in in right now. And a lot of people are vitamin D suppressed. And most of my clients that come in, when I scan them, I will know within a few seconds if you're vitamin D suppressed. Hmm. And how I know that is right now you can even take your hands and rub them together and go around your throat and you feel your glands on the side underneath your throat and you feel like two nodules on both sides. And if they're swollen... That is a sign that you're immune suppressed. That is not to go into any kind of fear. That just means to take a deep breath, inhale and exhale. (sighs) And start your vitamin D. Vitamin D3 and making sure you're drinking spring water. Mm. And if you don't have spring water, like sometimes people just think they can't afford it. Just making sure you have a filter on your sink. Okay. So you can have the tap water. You just want to run it through a filter? No, because tap water is what? <laughs> uh, bad? Yeah, filled of, you know, we've got all kinds of fluoride in there. It's got, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't want to be doing that right now. Okay, gotcha. So I read your book, Coronavirus uh, 21 Tips. Uh, oh, gosh, I forgot the last. What, say the whole name. 21 you're, you're, you're making me forget it now. 20, 21 top tips for protection. That's it. Um, so I bought it the second that you sent that email out saying that it was up on Amazon. And then later you said you're making it free. Did it get pulled off Amazon maybe? A lot of books for coronavirus got taken down. Uh, uh, mine made number one. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I decided I don't want to put it back up. We could put it back up if we want, but we don't want to put it back up. I want to keep it free. So I put it on uh, a publishing site called watersideproductions.com and you can just get it for free now there. Okay, cool. So speaking of free services, have you thought about, since you do have this diagnostic gift and since there aren't very many kits to test for coronavirus, have you thought about just offering your services at, say, an urgent care or an ER? I've actually made my Skype slower. So we made the Skypes uh, much lower right now. We opened it up for Tuesdays. Thanks for asking that. Tuesdays and um, Fridays and Saturdays. I opened Saturdays, too. Yeah, but have you thought about going to like 
hospitals and stuff where they need to diagnose and they don't have enough diagnostic kits? Oh, okay. No, I haven't decided to do that. No. Uh, why not? I think I'm better doing the Skypes right now because so many people around the world can't fly. And I have a radio show too on Tuesdays. And I have an office on Mondays and Wednesdays at my own clinic in Encino. Really full right now with helping people come in there. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you uh, you can't heal a bunch of people at once, right? It has to just be one individual at a time. I do have what's called the Angel Club on my website called the HealingTrilogy.com is my website. And it's called the Angel Club. And when I do that, we do have a group grid of healing. That's a very good question to ask me. And when we do that, we do have spontaneous healings throughout the group. Mm. So then let's talk about then the uh, the scientific studies you mentioned. So you've said a few times you're the most scientifically validated medical intuitive. You've done multiple double-blind studies. So tell us about some of those. Like what's what do you think is the most impressive example? Um, well, I'm not allowed to speak about the one at Noetic Ions Institute right now because that's coming out in my book. Ah, okay. Um, I guess there's been so many of them. Um, I guess maybe the cancer studies, just diagnosing over and over again, 16 tumors, knowing where every single one was in the body. And then they find them and then I come back out and they say, you are accurate. Where <laughs> they all are going back and forth, back and forth, and just multiple, you know, they put them in the scan, they know that there's a knee that's been torn, then they bring the person back out, I scan the body, I know where um, the knee has been torn, and then I do a healing on the knee, and then they put them back in the thermography, and then they see that the knee has significant um, healing to the knee. Mm. And then days later, they'll also see that she's walking a lot better. Okay sort of like that type of study goes back and forth. And then also with the healing on the tumors, they see significant shrinkage going on too with the healing. So there's also study of me finding stuff in people with the machines and then going back and forth. Okay. And these are all double blinded? Right. And can, can you explain for anybody who's listening and doesn't know what double blinding is? Um, well, it's just back and forth. And then you go back again a series of weeks and months later and do see how the person is months and months later again. And they do another study on it. That's what double blinding is? Mm-hmm. So uh, my understanding of double blinding is that the person receiving the treatment and the person giving it is blind to what is being studied. Is that not right? Um, that is not right. Oh, okay. So it's just it's just uh, testing it uh, over and over. That's what makes it double blind. Yeah, but also it's 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 happening many months and months and months apart, mm-hmm. and it's a study between many other healers also. Okay. So it's not just me; it's many people being studied too. Gotcha. That's the part that's blinded. <laughs> yeah, with the study. Okay. And so let's see, you mentioned the noetic sciences. You can't talk too much about that. That's when it's because they are uh, revealing that I was one of the most exceptional healers in the double blind study. Oh, okay. Well, congrats. Thank you, honey. So one of your double blinded studies was with Dr. Norman Sheely? No, he was not a double blind study. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, he was just a study on me. (laughs) And then the SciTech was a double blind study. Uh, I did reach out to SciTech and ask them to uh, to confirm that, and they said they didn't have uh, any any record of you like sort of passing uh, a double blind study. Do you know why that might have been? No, because that was um, my records, and I have all the records from there. It was a double blind study. Hmm. Okay. Well, maybe you can send it to me, and we can clear that up. I don't know. Yeah, that's. From them, yeah, hmm. yeah. I mean, if you can send it over, I'm, I'm sure you know. If it if it happened, maybe they just couldn't find it in their records. I just want to show our listeners that. There's- I mean, if you're going to put this on air, I'm not going to have it on air. If you're going to try to like do something weird to the show or something, because I have my documents. Oh right, no, I just want to share your documents. Then, sorry, I don't understand. What's you don't want to you don't want to what? Yeah, I'm not going to have this be released on air if you're going to be saying something rude about me. Uh, I'm. So, did I say something rude about you? I'm. I'm not. Yeah, because I did a double line study and I have it and all right. my records. I okay, great. <laughs> and what's the problem, uh, Kimberly? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what you were trying to get at by calling them and saying that. Oh, well, you know, that's what I do for every, you know, science claim made on the show. That's what a good journalist does, right? I, I verify it. Yeah, I can give you my records. Great. Okay, perfect. Perfect. That's that's wonderful. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, well, you know, I mean, you can ask <laughs> any any host, any journalist. Uh, this is just sort of part of the process. I don't know who you called over there. Maybe you called a secretary or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, if you just want to send that over, that'd be great. I I agree to come on your show because I'm a very concerned person about coronavirus and I am a 100% medical medium. Mm -hmm. I was double blind studied there. I was on the front cover of their magazine because of that. I didn't look into your show that much before I came on and I didn't expect to be you know, treated rudely on your show. Uh, well, I certainly don't want to treat you rudely. Um, You're acting like that. And I didn't know your show was about calling around being a detective. And also, you can look at every single file I have of the double blind test. Great. That That's wonderful. That's exactly what I want. I'm going to end the interview right now because I don't like the way you're being towards me. You're being not I don't I don't think it was very kind. Oh, I'm I'm really sorry, Kimberly. I I certainly didn't mean to offend you. I are dying right now. I agree. Are not are are feeling sick and don't feel good. Yeah, exactly. Something very unhonorable of you and unkind to do. Can I ask you this? Why can't I find a nursing license for either a Kimberly Meredith or a Kimberly Ann Lamont, which is your legal name? I don't know. Hmm. Okay. I don't uh, know. You don't know. <laughs> I worked for many years. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's really uncommon, right? I mean, usually the nursing board is pretty up on those things. Yeah, well, I'm there. Hmm. Well, maybe you can send that too. Yeah. Okay, great. So I'm not agreeing for you to put this out. As you probably know, that's not how that works. But I'm hearing you. I hear that you don't like how this interview went. 
No, um, it's very unkind. And I, I've worked in the hospital for years, and I don't think this is okay to put this out. It's very not nice. Well, if someone asked me, uh, Carrie, I don't believe that you went to USC School of Journalism. All I would do is I would show them my diploma. That wouldn't upset me. Why does this upset you? It's not upsetting me. Okay. You're asking me, I didn't do a double blind. That's upsetting me, not the other thing, because I've worked in a hospital for years. Well, I, I believe that you worked in a hospital. I asked you if you were a nurse. But I, I just don't think this is a nice interview. That's all. I don't like this interview. And I'm going to call my agent right now and tell him to call you not put it out. Okay. I mean, you can certainly ask him to do that. But uh, if I'm being honest with you, I think that there's a possibility here that you had a near-death experience um, where you had a traumatic brain injury. And one of the common things that happens after that is that people have facial tics. They have um, what's called ocular dysregulation, where their their eye blinking is um, uh, you know, out of sync. And um, maybe you interpreted that as a spiritual event. And now you're telling people that you're healing them of a really serious, dangerous virus when you're actually stealing their time. I haven't healed anybody of a dangerous virus. But you're offering to. You've said in many places that you can heal coronavirus. Kimberly? No, I didn't. Oh, you did. Would you like me to pull them up? What are you talking about? Where you've said that you could heal coronavirus? You mean in the book? Um, let's see. We have a, uh, a few places. Um, I can tell you if you have the virus or not through my blinking. Uh, so when we pray and you do the blinking, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit is so undeniably amazing. It can cure anything. We have cured cancer. We can cure the coronavirus. That was on your radio show. So what do you, where do you want to go from here, Carrie? What, where does your point? Well, what do you want me to do, honey? Okay, I'm going to I'm going to answer that honestly. Do you want me to? Yeah. What I would love, and I know this is asking a ton. I would love if you just actually looked at your personal history and said, "Is it possible that I went through something really traumatic, really difficult, something most people would never can never imagine, and I ended up with these physiological outcomes like my eyes blinking and so on?" I turned to a spiritual solution, and now I might accidentally, through no no fault of mine, I might accidentally be harming people by telling them I can heal them, and taking a step back and asking yourself if that's something you want to contribute to the world. Carrie, I am a real healer, and I have healed hundreds of hundreds of people, and I'm doing really good for people, and I'm a really great medical intuitive, and I really don't um, feel by you saying this to me is very kind. Hmm. Yeah, I, I do great work. Uh, well, is there anything else that you want to say to get your story out? Anything I got wrong that you want to correct the record? No, I do. I do great work and I help a lot of great people and I help people that are not feeling great. And I do a lot of great stuff for everybody. I, I think that's probably true. I think people probably leave your office feeling better, but if they're sick, that's not so good. Nobody leaves my my office unhappy. I believe that. But if they're still sick and they have a false sense of safety, that'd be bad, right? Nobody's leaving my office with a false sense of safety. Hmm. But I feel like what you're you're doing 
is very unethical. Okay. What am I doing that's unethical? Um, I just, what you're doing right now is not cool. Just very uncool. I, I want to understand what you're saying. Is it, uh, do you feel misled? Yeah. Okay. Tell me about that. Why do you feel misled? Uh, because there's no denying my talent and what I do. I can scan people's bodies and I help find things in them. I know where four stage cancer is in people's breasts. Before they know, they go to the doctor and they say, yeah, that's really great. Now we know you've got it and I can catch it so it doesn't get into worse circumstances. And I do have these abilities that are helping people before it gets worse. And I'm not harming anybody by the gifts that I have. And it's a real sadness to me that you're trying to say that I'm doing something wrong when I'm not. I mean, I think your intentions are totally pure. I think that you really believe what you're saying. I'm going to end it right now because I've saved hundreds of people from getting mm -hmm. severe breast cancer and going into worse stages. There's a lot of good that I do. And um, I'm sorry that there's something that you're feeling um, that I did wrong. Well, I, I can't wait for the double blind studies. If that's true, that will completely vindicate you. <laughs> Okay. Okay, great. Send those along. All right, honey. I guess we're not doing that scan then. Uh, if you want to have you undo the camera, I'll scan you. Oh, sure. Okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Ready when you are. Where did you find out that they said I was an RN? I watched a lot of your videos and read your book. And I mean, it's in a few places. That I was an RN? Well, you did. <laughs> Where? I never said I was an RN. So you weren't a nurse? No. You weren't a nurse at all? So you're shaking your head. I never put in there I was an RN. Let's see. You've said it a few times. Um, you said you were a nurse for many years uh, on your radio show. Uh, then you said I was a nurse for years uh, on uh, one of your YouTube videos. I, worked, I went to school to be an LVN, and I worked at the hospital for many years. I believe you that you worked at a hospital. Oh, yeah. Many years. A certified nurse. Okay, I'm get, I'm getting two impressions from you. One is that yes, I was a nurse, and one is no, I've never said I was a nurse. Which one is correct? I was going for my nursing, but nothing in my book is coming out saying that. But you've said it in different places. Yeah, but it's not going in my major book. But people think I am because of my abilities, of my mediumship is so fast, and the words that I say it's because I'm channeling. But I'm only quoting you. I'm not looking at what anyone said about you. But I was a certified nurse for years, going to the hospital, working in all those places for many, many years. Okay. So if you had a nursing license, why? There's no way that they would have put me on the cover of that magazine if I didn't do the study over at SciTech Lab. Uh, I, I think you've been to SciTech Lab. I don't think that didn't happen. I just think that maybe it wasn't a double-blind study. Well, why did they write that? I didn't write that. Okay. So anyway. Well, because I think they didn't do their job like I'm doing. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm not here to argue with you. And I don't want to go on a show that's going to be hurting my work that I'm doing in the community because I'm working so hard to help people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, in this show, you've also told me that I'm bad at my job, that I'm unethical. Um, and I feel okay about being challenged in that way. Well, you don't have to say that you are. You can take it out. <laughs> no, that's okay. I don't mind it. 
Um, did you want to do the scan? Sure. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, why don't you breathe? It's definitely a double blind study. <laughs> okay, why don't you stand up for a second and keep sure. breathing? Can you still hear me okay? Sure. I don't know why you're getting a lot of blinks on your uterus area. Okay. And then have you turn around if you can. And just take a deep breath, inhale, exhale. <sighs> okay, great. I don't know, there's blinking on your throat. Okay. Uh, around your teeth. I don't know if you had dental, uh, something around your jaw and your teeth. Okay. Um, going on around your, your mouth area. Um, also, I keep getting around your chest. God blinks. Going, God, 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 God. Did you ever have something happen to your thyroid? No, huh? What about your mouth? Um, I grind my teeth at night. Um, and then what about in the lower part of your in your stomach area, in your uterus area? Uh, nothing in my uterus. Um, stomach. They're blinking in those two spots. What about like, are you ovulating right now? Or are you having your menstrual cycle? Because it keeps blinking on the left side of you over on your ovary. Oh, okay. Um, no, I'm not. Uh, well, I don't know if I'm ovulating but because I don't track my cycle that way. But I, I'm not menstruating. Something on the left side of you over by your hip area. And then also your heart area. The, the, like every Like something over there is blinking to me. Did you ever have any surgeries? Um, yes. So let's see. When I was nine, I had a surgery on my arm. See this? Yeah. And it was saying like you were saved by the Holy Spirit. Oh. And it was going, God, God, God in this chest area. So that's why I said, did something happen to you around here? Maybe. I mean, could it be something I don't, don't even know about when I was a baby or something? No, but what happened with you? Would you say with a horse? Oh, I fell off a horse and I shattered my elbow. And they had to remove all the uh, the pieces of the bone. And that was at eight? Uh, nine, I think. They're saying eight. Oh, okay. And then they're blinking over by this jaw. They need you to do more um, probiotic or um, don't brush your teeth with fluoride. I don't know if you're – are you doing that? Yeah, I use fluoride. Yeah, they like that's not good. And then they want to make sure you boost your immune system more. So once again, I don't know why you'd have to give me, you know, this is where I go into the body and start to figure it out. Um, do you have regular menstrual cycles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have you had kids? Nope. Okay. Well, maybe it's just you're getting ready to ovulate or something. Oh, okay. Maybe. Could it be in my fallopian tubes? It could be that even, yeah. Okay. So it's just going nonstop. So if you were in the office, I would go in and start to do like a healing on you on the left side. I, I, I mean, you could say you're totally wrong, Kimberly. <laughs> Horrible disease. I don't get that you've got cancer. I am getting that one thing. So I don't. If you could say my hip has arthritis or something like that. 
Hmm. Yeah, no, nothing over there. I do get migraines. I I get them a lot. Hormone. You know, I'm getting hmm. like if you see that migraine, that's why when I get the uterus and I get around her throat. Oh, uh, okay. But go into saying, Do you eat fish? Do you eat soy? Do you eat you know, that I would get to your nutrition then. Because okay. I wouldn't want you eating fish. Fish is really you know, polluted, it's got that bioidentical hormones, the iodine from the ocean, you know, then I would help you with your diet, you know, that I would go into that. And so your scan, you said, is uh, more accurate than an x-ray. So you could see if, you know, I don't know, anything was missing or, or whatever. Do you have organs missing? Um, I do. Okay. The only thing that I feel, if you had your appendix out, Mm-mm. I don't feel that. Stand back up again. Do you have a spleen out or something? Nope. Okay. Well, you got me then because it keeps looking down towards the lower part of your body. It would be in the lower part to the left. Lower part to the left. Okay. It keeps blinking over that area. Oh, but you said my appendix. That would be on the right. No, your appendix is, yeah, the right. You thought that that was gone for a sec. Put your hand over to your appendix. Yeah, over, over. So either the gallbladder or spleen area. Hmm. Okay. Um, I have both of those. They seem to be in working order. But um, I did have my fallopian tubes removed. That's what I kept blinking on. You said, no, nothing's wrong with your uterus. Nothing is wrong with my uterus. Yeah. But in your uterus, one of your ovaries or fallopian tube is blinking nonstop. But your fallopian tubes aren't in your uterus. What, honey? Your fallopian tubes are not in your uterus. But I was blinking on your left side nonstop. Uh-huh. Which, where is your fallopian tube? You're asking where in the body are the fallopian tubes? It was both of them. No, where, which fallopian Both, both of, of them, them are taken out? Yes. Okay. Well, anyway, I was blinking in your lower area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, would you say that's more accurate than an x-ray? Equivalent. Really? <laughs> I mean, you think an x-ray would just generally say something's weird around your bottom? I think that, I think that I'm helpful, and I think that um, it can help out. But I think both are great. Mm-hmm. And I refer people to both, me and them. That's good. That's good. I work with Western medicine, and we, do, we both do it together. But if you're telling people you can cure them, they don't need to go there? Nope, I never say that. You never say you can cure people? I never say not to go to doctors. No, of course not. But if you say that you can cure things, that person doesn't need to go to a doctor. They've been cured. I don't cure people. God does. Okay. But so I'm saying if God cures people through you, then they needn't go to a doctor after that. They do go to doctors still. I'm sure some people do. I can't imagine they all do if they think they're cured. Or what's the point of you being there? Well, that's besides the point, Carrie. If they want to still go, they can go. If they don't, they don't have to. But anyway, I I think we've already done enough. But I'm just saying that if they want to go, they can go. And if they want to do a session with me, they can do a session with me. Mm -hmm. But you see what I'm saying, though, right? That like if someone went to you and you said you cured them. Most people come to me with their doctors. They bring their doctor to the office? No, honey. They're seeing their doctors and me together. Right. Okay. But what do you add to the equation then? 
I add nutritional programs, prayer, and comfort. I, okay. <laughs> um, and sometimes things that they don't know that they have, I can help them with that too. Mm-hmm. By saying it's vaguely in your bottom somewhere. No, we do really great scans and healings. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to go now because I have another call. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Kimberly. I, this was brave and I appreciate you being on. Thank you so much, Carrie. Have a good one. God bless you. Well, there you have it. That was my interview with Kimberly Meredith, the medical intuitive. You can find her at healingtrilogy.com. I want to thank Kimberly for being on the show. I did contact SciTech Energy Laboratories, one of the places she mentioned that she says ran a double-blind test on her. A rep from SciTech didn't confirm or disconfirm her claims, but did give this statement. As you probably know, we test a lot of products, modalities, and practices that all make various claims. After 15 years of an amazing variety of studies, I can tell you that most do not perform as advertised. A representative from the Institute of Noetic Sciences uh, said, I can confirm that Kimberly was one of the participating energy medicine practitioners in a large pilot study. We are now writing up the results of the pilot study for publication in a peer-reviewed scientific journal. Uh, Till then, they couldn't talk about those results. An Amazon spokesperson didn't reply to the question of whether Kimberly's ebook was removed, but they sent this statement, quote, we encourage customers to refer to government sources for frequently updated authoritative guidance about the virus and protective measures, unquote, and they suggested the CDC and the WHO in particular. So the day following this interview, Kimberly contacted us. And she said that she does have a nursing license, though she declined to provide her license number. She said uh, she doesn't need to prove anything to us, but the offer still stands. Uh, If she'd like to share any documentation, we would be more than happy to include that in a future episode. And that includes any double-blind testing. So uh, the, the offer stands, the door's open. She wants to come back on the show even, she could. I want to thank Matthew Struger for legal counseling, Ross for suggesting the very good question about defining a double-blind study, Dr. Bree Simmons, a sports medicine specialist who offered her thoughts on the various effects of head trauma, and Jesse Myers, who suggested contacting Dr. Simmons. And remember, from various videos featuring Kimberly Meredith... And I can scan the body, like, you know, in three and a half, four or five minutes fast, and I'll know whether you have anything that's going on in your body. This is really a good idea to take take me up on that. And the power of the Holy Spirit is so undeniably amazing, it can cure anything. We have cured cancer. We can cure coronavirus. I've been doing Skypes for over three years now, but more people are jumping on and doing those Skypes with me. And uh, I scan the whole body. I will know if you have the virus or not through my eye blinking. I scan people. uh, I know if they have cancer. I know if they have tumors. I know everything in three and a half minutes. So after this accident, everything came to a halt with my old life. Which was what? My old life was I was working in the nursing profession, also a medical consultant on television shows. Okay. I've been tested by Dr. Norm C. Sheely, 
SciTech Subtle Energy Laboratory, and both have confirmed my healing abilities. And I participated in double blind studies across the country. I have a lot of honor for nurses. I was a nurse for years. Do you accept uh, the healing? I do. I accept the Holy Spirit. Keep I breathing off of you. I accept the Holy Spirit. And through accepting the Holy Spirit, I am healed. And Keep breathing it off of you. Holy Spirit, I am healed. Once the left eye blinks, you're completely healed. Keep breathing. Good. It's off your neck. Keep breathing. Keep breathing. You're doing it. It's off your neck. I am healed. 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 Good. It's off you. Thank you. Hi, I am Lori Kilmartin. And I'm Jackie Cation. Together, we host a podcast called... The Jackie and Lori Show. Uh, we're both stand-up comics. We recently met each other because women weren't allowed to work together on, on the road or in gigs for a long, long time. And so our friendship has been unfolding on this podcast for a couple of years. Jackie constantly works the road. I write for Conan, and then I work the road in between. We do a lot of stand-up comedy, and so we celebrate stand-up, and yes. we also bitch about it. We keep it to an hour. We don't have any guests. We somehow find enough to talk about every single week. So find us. You can subscribe to The Jackie and Lori Show at MaximumFun.com org or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, bye. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.